following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It's Wednesday, November 17th, 2021, season 17, episode number 63. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break, live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. It is Founders Day for the Omegas, so a uh, little shout-out to the bros. Shout-out to the bros. As we as we get this show flowing. Nick, give me a 63, and I Punch swear, him. I Stretching. swear, I swear. Punch him. Stretching. God, it's tired. Uh, just said <laughs> Don't the get time me started. Messes you up. Can't stretch. Next, I'm, in, I'm, in a, I'm in a mood I mean, today, so. Clarence wears that. Clarence Hill wears Omega stuff all the time anyway, but he was decked out today. Well, he came full go. It makes a yeah. lot more sense all of a sudden. Yeah. Yeah. 63. 63. Give me 63. Kyle Kosher? I like that. Yeah. Underrated guard, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. He was like the worst worst lineman of the starting five, and he was yeah. like really good. Yeah. That was a, good, was a good line player. with three pro bowlers and him and Colombo. Yeah. I don't have a lot of other 63s. Tyler Biotish. <laughs> Bye, Diz. Yeah. Bye, Diz. Bye, Diz. Glenn Titanser. There's a player back in the 80s. Never heard that name. Never heard of Glenn Titanser, GT? Nope. No. GT? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Haven't heard of him. See, like, when you throw out a number, the first thing that I do automatically is just go back to the ni- like 1983-84 teams uh-huh. when I was like 7 and 8. That was That's my thing. I can just give you a number there, but I don't always want to do that. I want to mix it up a little bit. But 63, Glenn Titans. Or yesterday I had to do with Brian Baldinger. Yeah. Yep. yeah. I learned something yesterday. Yeah. I hey, Nick, he what about Cowboy. Aaron Gibson? Remember how big his head was? Aaron he Gibson. the biggest oh, head in the league. Yeah. He came from the, from he the Lions. Huge. What, and like 500 pounds or something? He was like 400 pounds. <laughs> and they, they had to just give – the Lions had to ship their helmet over. And they and luckily they didn't have to do a lot of changing yeah. of the – Paint schemes and all that stuff, but yeah, he had the biggest head ever, and they were like, "Well, we gotta, we gotta figure this out. We're like, we got it. We don't have a helmet like this." How long this. did he last? It wasn't, didn't seem like he was here that long. Did uh, he play for the Desperados at one point? <laughs> Maybe, <laughs> but he probably had that same helmet. Jeez, all right, big dude. All right, um, let's let's talk some injuries. We got a few guys we need to catch up on. Tyron Smith, he's now missed uh, two games. Two games, and uh, and but it sounds like there's a possibility he may be back this week. Possible, yeah. Well. Yeah, we'll stick with possible. Stephen Stephen Jones gave him a glowing review on Monday. He was like, "Yeah, add him to the list of people who might be able, who should be able to play." And Jerry Jones says, "Yeah, I agree with that. We get the same." He was like, "I get." Yeah, he's like, "I get the same report as Stephen does." So, uh, yes, yeah, they they feel good. He's yeah. gonna he's gonna be involved in the individual, you know, the early portion of practice before you get into the team reps. Um, McCarthy said they'll evaluate him to see if he does more. Kind of feel like McCarthy just says that to make everybody feel better. Like yeah. I, so I doubt I doubt he'll do a ton in team today. But I guess we don't know that for sure. But yeah, he'll be he'll be out there. He'll be practicing. Any idea what what he has to do this week in order to pass? I assume they have some kind of threshold where they say, okay, he's ready to go. Get into the team period, whether it's today or tomorrow. Do tackle things. Go against a rush and feel okay doing it. Feel okay on Friday. Yeah, I mean, do it Thursday. Feel okay on Friday. What's your sense? Playing. When Stephen Jones says on Monday, like, he's got a real shot, 
add him to the list of guys who yeah. should be able to step up and go, I'm going to rock with that. Huge, this okay. is a huge game. It absolutely is. Playing the chefs, you got to go out there and you got to – now, if it was that just from, went over a lot of people's no, heads. That, I don't know. I know you guys did. probably know, but I think it's some some people that probably went over there. All time great commercial. It was all time great commercial. Absolutely. What were you saying, Amber? I was gonna say that if that comment had come from Jerry Jones initially, we would we would have been like, oh, maybe let's not <laughs> get so excited because we know he's very very optimistic. That's an what optimistic person. That's what makes it funny and encouraging. Like Stevens, not usually. Stevens pretty good about not giving stuff away. Yeah. He plays a little closer to the chest yeah. than Jerry does, and he's just like, yeah, he's gonna play. So I'm I'm taking that to the bank. If he doesn't play, I'll be surprised. All right, good. Talking about Ceedee Lamb, he did get hurt in the game it didn't seem like it was a huge deal seemed like they were kind of pulling starters at that point anyway what are we hearing about him it was a boo-boo i think like no i'm I'm not like making fun of cd lamb i'm just that's a he bruised his arm he said it was nagging at him and it hurt but like if the game was close he wouldn't have i don't think he would have sat so for going forward we shouldn't be i don't nobody even asked mccarthy about it today because it's just a I mean, foregone conclusion. football injury as well. Yeah, it sounds like he was uh, di- uh, dishing out more pain than than delivering it, you know, or getting, you know, he, like, yeah, seriously, head, headbutted Dak in the face. That was pretty funny, actually. Was it? That's for everybody but Dak. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, he laughed. Dak. I mean, uh, some inside the NFL got him mic'd up. He was yeah. kind of laughing, like, "Geez, CD, God, that's thanks, awesome man." For them. Yeah. That's cool that they able to do that. Yeah, I thought somebody had kind of poked him. You know, like yeah. after the in the post game press yeah. conference, I'm like, oh, "What happened to his eye?" I'm thinking somebody poked him and didn't know it was like his own teammate. That's yeah, a, a tough one. real quick point about <laughs> CD. He's a tough son of a yeah, yeah, he is. I mean, if, if I think if, he used a different term if, on if the Dave, sideline. If Dave can can that was a mumble or That was a really good one, by the way. No, it was not. I didn't even do it. On I purpose. saw all of our lives flash before my eyes as he did that. <laughs> Sorry. Like, let's not. What's do that so again. funny is just like I, I, like a week ago, somebody even asked me, "How do y'all? What do y'all do when y'all <laughs> when y'all drop the f bomb?" I was like, "We don't. We just don't do it." Yeah. And then well, until. But yeah, he's, there's always a first time. He's tough. He's tough as nails. That probably wasn't the first time. But Gosh. real quick, real quick about CD, it's just a great example of like, and that's minor. But when we talk about players, are always dealing with something mm-hmm. that only gets reported because he sits out for the rest of the game and it gets called up to the press box, like. And we noticed it. We noticed right. when he left the field, kind of moving his arm. That weird. happens like six times a game, but the guy goes back in because it's a close game, and you have to. That's what we're saying when you're like everybody's dealing with something in in November. CD that it probably still hurts, but it's not going to keep him out of the game, you know. But I think the thing to to, to remember too is that that's also the nature of football players. When their sure. adrenaline is pumping, sometimes they can do things that then when it stops. They're like, oh gosh, this is not this is an, a real injury. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about Robert Woods out in, in LA. They said he he tore his ACL. <laughs> he continued with practice. He did his post game, I mean his post practice interview with the media. Then later they they did some tests on it and found out he had torn his ACL. Like that's where you're like, it's it's just these guys are a different breed. They yeah. they just aren't normal human beings when it comes to pain tolerance. And yeah. so that's why you have to at least ask the question. Is this something more? Because you just never know if it's something more once that adrenaline stops pumping. All right. A couple guys that we want to talk about from the standpoint of returning to the lineup. Demarcus Lawrence, Neville Gallimore, how far are we away on those guys and, and getting them back out there? This is this is becoming a subplot, and I totally understand why. 
especially in the case of Neville, Neville Gallimore, because um, he hyperextends his elbow on like August 14th. It's Thanksgiving, basically. It's it's been so it's been three months. Yeah, and he's not his practice window hasn't started, and people are like. My God, did he have a setback? Is is something terribly wrong? Where the hell is this guy? He hasn't had a setback. I think he's out there every day rehabbing and doing the stuff that he's supposed to do. I think it's just a case of an injury that drastically affects the position that he plays. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if he's had a setback, but I, I'm i not 100% sure that he hasn't. I mean, this is a long window, right? I thought, didn't they say that's, no, six to eight weeks? It was, we're at it, 12? But that's, I feel like. Eight weeks, but people people hear six to eight, and then you hope for the best. So you're six cert- to eight for a punter. You're leaning heavily on that six. Yeah, and I guess you're right. I don't know for sure that he hasn't had a setback, but I think this is a just a case where you need your arm strength to do that job. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can gut through like maybe. Um, yeah. Who's a guy that doesn't necessarily need full like use a safety of his that wraps up his arm or sure. something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You need that leverage, and and McCarthy has talked to us about this, where he's like, you can see him hitting the sled, and you just know that the arm strength isn't where it needs to mm-hmm. be to get into a game and be useful. I get that that's frustrating, but this is weird too, because like y'all correct me if you think I'm wrong. It feels like we're kind of close to the end of the season, right? <laughs> Do, in your mind, does it kind of feel yeah. that way? Yeah, when yeah. you once you start getting to Thanksgiving, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's yeah. eight games left to play. We're halfway through. Yeah. They are at the halfway, but it it just kind of feels in my mind yeah. like you're like a, a month away because yeah. December is the end of the season. But they go two weeks into January this year because of the seventeenth game. There's a lot of football left, yeah. and so I get that it's frustrating, but I don't think it's a huge deal. And I think. I don't think you're going to see DeMarcus or Gallimore until December, probably. But even then, you're talking about having them for five or six games, but maybe. Do you think, I mean, how do because last year it was exciting, the things that we got to see from him. But then with him being out this long, do you guys see it like really affecting kind of his improvement that he was already doing and him it taking him maybe a couple of weeks to even. I mean, my yes. point is like he's been out this long, then he comes back, let's say. December, and then even then you're not really getting much use out of him because it's kind of taking him a while to get that raw stuff himself. Yeah. So at that point, what January is when you're really getting good use out of him? Absolutely. Yeah. But you don't need him. That's the great part, right? I. It's talking about Gallimore. Yeah. Okay. But there's so many guys playing defensive tackle and yeah. playing defensive tackle well. You don't need him. So if, whatever he can give you at that point. Is kind of gravy, right? That's that's where I'm at. If and no one else gets injured, good point. Of, of yeah. course, at this point of the season, that's when that starts happening. Yeah. I'm not trying to spin it as this positive that these guys aren't available, but it at least is fun to think. Let's let, so we we said Thanksgiving, yeah. right? Initially, we we know that's not happening, and now I'm even so I'm thinking like. December twelfth, December nineteenth. Those for, are for Gallimore. for both of them. Probably. I don't know. I I see. Um, you know, if if you could look out the window and see Tank, you're like you know, I would imagine you'd see someone that looks pretty like damn good. Pretty good. Like yeah. like I've seen worse. 
You've had just this it, premonition. If you could you see, see him. If you yeah. could see him. Yeah. He I think looks like see. he's working out and yeah. in shape. And I think he. Yeah, he, I've had that yeah. same dream. Like, yeah. It's just this like vision his, I see. his footwork looks good for a guy yeah. that broke his foot. Looks, if you could see him. Would yeah. probably look better than the guy that's probably out there rehabbing with him and is going to play on, on right. Sunday. What? We're getting a little no. crazy here. D Law. I didn't have that dream, but let me go back. Let me go back to Gallimore about. Tell us more. Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know. I woke up. So I don't know after that. You lost. Yeah. Um, I think Gallimore, though, you know, you're like, well, you don't really need him. Like, like 43 to 3 was was nice. Yeah. We're only about 12 days removed from, like, the Broncos. Bronco Nagurski just running through them (laughs) and all that. So somebody was needed there. was getting their ass kicked on that D-line. So I'm just saying, like, yeah, they could shore up the running game a little bit more. There's been some times, especially when you get a, a team that really likes to do that. So I'm not sure he's the guy to do it, but I mean, yeah, somebody is needed. Yep. Him, Urban, you know, somebody coming back. I, I I completely agree. I don't, I don't want to say they don't need him, but I do. The fun thing for me, you'd love to have both of them back ASAP. But again, let's just say December 19th, just as a hypothetical date that they can both play. Giants. That's still yes, Giants game. That still gives you. So that gives you Giants, Washington, Cardinals, Eagles. That gives bye. you a, a month of games. Did you say bye? Yeah, bye after that. After that, bye okay. One seed? Well, whatever, however you want to call it. <laughs> Why not? That gives you a month of games. And then what's the end goal for this team? The playoffs. Yeah. So now you get four games to round those guys into form and get humming as you get into what matters. Yeah. Where at, like, this is, this is unusual territory for the Cowboys because even in 18 – they were trying to catch up. They were trying to gain ground because they started three and five. This is a weird situation where, yeah, all these games are important and you got to win them, but you can kind of you have that target in mind of like we're not trying to make the playoffs. We are in the playoffs and we got to get ready for those games. You know, yeah. I mean, I know that makes people uncomfortable, but yeah, it does. Well, that's where this team's thought process. Yeah, should but be. but the thing is, is these four or five games in a row are. Tough. Like, yeah. this is going to be the toughest stretch right here. And we're going to get to that a little bit more as we go through but the week and talk about Kansas City. They've gotten to this point without those guys. Yeah. So, like, it's again, it's it's not the situation where, like, we need you back because we're a game back in the standings and we got to do this. It's like, yeah, we're, we're 99% going to win the division, or yeah. 95%, whatever you want to say it. Yep. And, again, right. that's not to diminish the games ahead on the schedule, but there are – larger mm-hmm. things you need to consider as well. I feel like up until this point we've been, or at least me, I'm like, okay, take your time. It's okay. <laughs> but now I'm Getting like, antsy? okay, um, Getting antsy? hurry up. Let's, right. let's get moving here. It's, Come back. It is the number one thing that we get asked. Like, it's our mailbag today on the site. I get it five tweets about it a, an, an hour. And I, I get it. I completely understand why it frustrates people, but... There's at least a benefit to it. Of yep. There's a lot of football left to go. I'll tell you what, like this week, I would love to see, and this is when we go out to practice, I would love to see Randy Gregory on those cords because Gregory can come back after the Thanksgiving Day game if if he misses three games. But you, we saw with Dak, we saw the, what he – I know every calf injury is different. I get it. But like we saw with Dak, he was kind of on those cords probably 10 days or so before he actually played in the game. So – it would be nice if, if Gregory can come back soon. It would be nice to see him start already rehabbing. It's unfair to compare 
But McCarthy did say it's more of a DAC calf injury than a Gallup calf injury, which is very encouraging. Yep. All right, we're going to take our we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, we're going to be joined by Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. We're going to talk about the Kansas City offense versus the Dallas defense. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com radio. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at Stetson.com cowboys. The Cowboys way, where 16 Hall of Famers and five championships shows us what success looks like, where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day, where we are all defined by one single thing, the star, where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks. Free shipping. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. Back to the break. Celebrate Christmas at the Star with the Cowboys Christmas Extravaganza. Powered by Reliant, the 20-minute show electrifies the Star in Frisco with a powerful mix of game day excitement and Christmas cheer every Friday and Saturday at 6 p.m. November 19th through December 18th. Admission parking are free. For more information, visit thestardistrict.com. See, that tree is up out It there. is. It is Christmas time, I'll Mr. Hellman. I think that tree is. 100? I don't think it's a hundred, huh? Yeah, I don't think it's a hundred. I wouldn't guess it's a hundred. I would guess sixty. Yeah, something like that. I don't know. I mean, it seems like the rock the Rockefeller tree is like a hundred, and that's no, nowhere near as big, right? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. How many shacks would go up there? Uh, <laughs> uh, is that a good way to measure? I don't know. I'm just trying. It's pretty big. I, was, uh, I don't know. You might be right. Anyways, I know you stop hey, I I bought my dog a dumb Santa toy. I'm, yeah, I'm, you did. I'm on board. I yeah, you did. It, we you know, got him. It's been got him. it's been three weeks since this conversation started. Now it is way more acceptable now. We're is the, it? We still haven't gotten to Thanksgiving, so I don't know. It's you a week, me. It's a week away. It's it's still early, but it's not obnoxiously early. Oh, no, no. Look at these reads. It's Santa this and this. That's and what started well, this whole thing. You my lights are up in my house, so I'm in. It's Christmas time, guys. Let's go. I'm done fighting said, it. As I said the other day, I mean, just because you wear red like you did on the show the other day doesn't necessarily mean that it's always about Christmas. Right, I know. Merry Christmas. All right, we're joined right now by uh, Bucky Brooks of NFL Network. Bucky, let's talk some Kansas City offense versus the Dallas defense. They have, uh, although they have, they seem to be rounding out into form at six and four. They did have a three and four start. 
uh, with losses to uh, Baltimore and the Chargers and Buffalo and Tennessee. What was the main reason for their slow start? Uh, turnovers. This was a team that was leading the league in giveaways. They were turning the ball over at an alarming clip. Uh, Pat Mahomes was throwing interceptions. They were fumbling the ball all over the place. And because they were giving teams extra opportunities and costing themselves scoring chances, they lost a lot of games. And the big thing that teams were doing, particularly to Pat Mahomes, is they were sitting in a two-deep shell. They were parking the safeties in the parking lot, and they were testing the discipline and patience of Pat Mahomes. And he failed the test because he would continue to try and push the ball down the field when there was an umbrella there. And he had a number of interceptions on tips and overthrows because he's trying to fit the ball into windows that just aren't open. So when you have Kelsey, um, why would you do that? Like, why? I mean, why? Why is is that just goes down to, to patience? Is it just like he's just one of those things where he just wants to let's get this thing done uh, quicker? Because it seems like you could with him, you could kind of dink and dunk down the field. Yeah, but that's not fun for them. Okay. Uh, that makes sense. Like the Golden, yeah, yeah, they like the Golden State Warriors and the Golden State Warriors prime, where they're killing you with a three-point shot. Um, they are energized off big plays, and so when they don't get big plays, it's hard for them to kind of get into their rhythm and get into the groove because they feed off Tyreek Hill going crazy, Travis Kelsey, Miko Hardman, and any of their perimeter playmakers making explosive plays. And so when they don't get that. Pat Mahomes gets impatient, and he just hadn't been able early in the year to just live with the the five, six-yard completion. We'll take our time moving the ball down the field. That frustrates them. And so when, when, when they don't stick to the script and play very patient in detail, it gets sloppy and it can get away from them. However, the last couple of weeks, they've shown more patience. They've taken better care of the ball. And the Chiefs that no one wants to see are beginning to come back. Love to hear that. <laughs> um, they got a lot of credit in the offseason for the way they just completely revamped their O-line, trade for Orlando Brown, drafted two guys, signed Joe Tooney. But it hasn't it hasn't looked that great for all the talent, at least not to this point in the season. Is that is that just a time on task thing or or is somebody not playing up to their reputation? What's kind of been the story there? Uh, Orlando Brown is not what they thought he would be. And, you know, they kind of thought that they could put him in and and put him at a premier spot and he would succeed because that's what he wants. He wants to be known as a left tackle as opposed to a right tackle. But his game is better suited to being a run-heavy offense. Too many snaps and pass protection, not good for him. The rest of the young guys are coming on well. And they're beginning to play the kind of football that we're used to seeing the Kansas City Chiefs play. And so – it's one of those things where the more that they play, Andy Reid gets a better feel for who they are and what they're about, and then he's able to kind of tailor the game plan to that. But I would also say some of this falls on Andy Reid. Andy Reid, despite being a college offensive lineman, he prefers to throw the ball all over the yard, and sometimes to their detriment, they neglect the running game. And when they neglect the running game, they actually play into the hands of defense because the defense wants to take away the passing game, and they want to challenge Kansas City in terms of making them run it. But when they don't run it and keep throwing it, they kind of play into their hands. 
Okay, mine is a pretty general question. I feel like looking in the past few weeks, the end results of both teams have been kind of similar to each other as far as like what the defense is allowing uh, versus what the off offense is scoring, especially this past week with both of them kind of coming in with 40-plus points. I just want to know... Uh, how would you compare these two teams in general, what the Chiefs are doing currently versus what the Cowboys are currently doing? Uh, I actually think they're very, very similar uh, on both sides of the ball. I think both teams, their best defense is their offense. If they can put you in a situation where you're forced to chase points and they force you to be one-dimensional when you have the ball, that's the way that they want to play. And so both teams want to push the envelope a little more on offense so they can make you abandon the running game and then you have to throw into a defense against a defense that knows that you have to throw so they can pin their ears back and go rush the pass so they can sit back in coverage and go kind of play the ball and read the quarterback's eyes uh the Kansas City Chiefs have improved the last three weeks particularly on defense uh Spags has kind of gotten the defense resolved and fixed and he typically likes to fix things by blitzing uh, his answer to everything is, hey, let's just dial a depression. We'll figure it out, see if we can get a plate or two. And that's what they're living for. And so this is a defense that lives off the big play. Sacks, tackles for losses, interceptions, forced fumbles. If they get any of those things, then they're playing the game the way they want to play it. And so Dallas has to be aware it's a ball security game. Got to really take care of the football. When you go back and look at Tennessee's games, uh, there's one clear outlier, in my opinion. That's the game they played against Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee held them to three points, their lowest output all season. What did Tennessee do during that game that shut down that offense? And the secondary question to that is, does Dallas have that sort of repertoire, that sort of scheme? Uh, is that something that Dallas is capable of doing uh, to have similar results? Well, one thing that you have to know, when you play Tennessee – uh, you get into a street fight. Uh, their answer for everything is more physicality, more toughness. Uh, they want to make it uh, an ugly contest by putting their bodies on you and seeing if you have the mental and physical toughness to withstand that steady barrage of body blows that they throw at you. Throw at you. Uh, the Cowboys certainly can do that because when the Cowboys want to, they can be as physical as any other team in football. But it's going to require up front the defense is going to have to play big boy ball, meaning they have to be able to win their matchups in the trenches. They have to be able to get around and make the quarterback uncomfortable. Um, and if they can make the quarterback uncomfortable without having to bring added rushers, then they can sit back in coverage and make him throw the ball in front of the defense and rally and tackle. But it's going to, be a, it's going to have to be a team effort, a concerted effort between the pass rush and the coverage. Everybody has to be working on the same page. And they have to bring their A games on Sunday. Bucky, uh, I see where Byron Pringle, their receiver, runs in the 4-4 range. And so Miko Hartman can run, obviously Tyree Kill. If those three guys were running a relay race and you were the fourth one, could, they, could the Chiefs still win the race <laughs> with those three and you? Can you still bring it? And also, can Tyree kind of make up for it if you can't? Oh, yeah, they can bring it, see, because when you run a 4 by one Nick, what you can do is you can shorten how much I have to run at the end. So I will So you take off and hand it to time. I can get I can I can either get the baton. What I would do is I would start with Tyreek mm -hmm. to make sure that I had a big lead, and then they would give me the baton at the very end of the exchange zone. So I'm only running 
maybe 85, 90 meters. All I got to do then is just hold on for dear life. And I can hold on a little bit, but I need a big lead and I'm just going to just close my eyes. And even though I hear the, the, the spikes ticking behind me, tick, 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 I'm just going to lean at the tape and see if I can finish it. But they are a fast, yeah, they are. I mean, they are a fast team. And when they get going, it, it, it is problematic. So it'd be interesting to see how the Cowboys practice. Sometimes when you play a team as fast as those guys, you will put your scout team receivers two or three yards down the field mm. so the guys can get used to feeling that pressure on their cushion when they're backpedaling so they can get used to anticipating that speed. I can't follow that up. That I mean, was, that well, the great. funny thing that Nick didn't say was who are they running against? Because if they're running against the four of us, then no. I think they're probably okay. No. Like, who will, are they running we'll, against? And you know what? We come back. <laughs> we come back in the next segment. We'll talk about it more. Maybe we'll we'll see who the Cowboys four is. Four is. Yeah, Boy, I, I do know this. When you start talking about fastest players and receivers and all that stuff. That's one way to get these guys on that side of the building and start chirping and, and oh I, I heard what you said like nobody wants to be if, you, if you're a skill player if we yeah. mention four guys there will be three or four yeah, others no that doubt. are like hello yeah you miss me is it me you're yeah. Hey, real quick, did you did you have another? Real quick, uh, before we let you go, I did want to have one other question. Understanding what Dallas has done on defense, how would you strategically defend guys like Hill and Kelsey? Because obviously they are really great, and they're really great with uh, yards after the catch. How do you think? It, what do you think is the best way to defend a def- an offense like that with those two players? So, man, here's here's the dilemma, right? The teams that have had the most success have played a lot of cover two against them mm-hmm. two deep safeties split the field line those guys up at about 15 to 16 yards uh minimal pressure in terms of blitz pressure line up and play coverage and make pat mahomes throw the check down he can have as much time as he wants to throw but he's gonna have to throw the check down and we're not going to let the ball fly over the head um the cowboys haven't been a big cover two team to this point i don't know if they practice it enough if they do what they've traditionally done um It'll be some man coverage. It'll be some traditional regular zone. I think the number one thing has to be um, no deep balls. Tyreek Hill cannot catch one over the top of the defense. Make everything that they catch go back to the quarterback. He has to catch you running back to the quarterback. The second thing, I need all 11 running to the ball like madmen because this is a rally and tackle game. So whenever they catch it, they can have it. But I don't want them to get extra yards after the catch. So that means – Defensive lineman, when you rush the passer, when the ball is thrown, I need everybody running back to find the ball. Linebackers and everybody. It has to be all hands on deck. We need everybody throwing bodies to get them down. And so if they keep the ball from going over the head and they rally and tackle, they certainly can contain them. And then in the red zone, when you play that way, the red zone, you get three additional defenders, the two sidelines and the end, and the end marker. So now you got 14 bodies on the field, keep it in front. And as long as you can make them kick field goals, it's a win. They can have as many yards as they want to in between the 20s. You got to be great in the red zone. They do that, the Cowboys can win. All right, good stuff, Bucky. We'll have you back tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit about the Kansas City defense versus the Cowboys offense. We're going to take our final break. Let's get back. Let's talk some more about this Dallas defense and how they're going to match up. We'll do that when we come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. 
Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek, and we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf, the official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Honey, big news. Gary, are you okay? Oh, I'm not Gary anymore. I'm Jackie Flash. What? See, I want the latest smartphone, but the best deals are only for new customers. So to get a new customer deal, I changed my name to Jackie Flash. Okay, but the best smartphone deals at AT AT&T are for everyone, new and existing customers. That's huge. Then guess who's getting a deal? Is it Jackie Flash? Jackie Flash. It's not complicated. At AT AT&T, our best smartphone deals are for everyone. Restrictions apply. Visit att.com for details. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. This holiday season, visit the star to get your photo with Santa presented by Monument Realty. Santa Claus will be at his Cowboys-themed cottage. In the Star District, thank you, across from Ascension on the Star Boulevard from November 26th through December 24th. He's running, cutting it close. Yeah, he is. For more information and to book your photo, guys, visit thestardistrict.com slash Santa. Welcome back. This is the final segment. Oh, you should be doing this for On the break. Wow. (laughs) Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios Ah, at the Star. The Slow Jams tonight. (laughs) Joined by Nikki. 97.9, the Slow Jams. Here's Keith Sweat coming Coming up next. Here's (laughs) some Luther Vandross. Date night, baby. Yeah. Let's go. All right. Um, let's jump sweat. into this. Let's Keith jump into this final. This final segment. Um, I do want to talk about something. I, I started the conversation a little bit with Bucky on. I want to get you guys' opinion. Actually, Dallas is ranked 31st right now in yards after catch. Uh, they are allowing 6.23 yards after each reception on average. Um, McCarthy says he said in his press conference this morning that Kansas City kills teams with their uh, their yak, their yards after catch. Um, is this the most important stat for Dallas's defense this week? If we look at this stat at the end of the game, will it dictate who won this game? No. I mean, I it's so. it's very important. Don't get me wrong. And it's it's been a problem. I haven't done the numbers since the bye week, but they gave up 27 in the first six weeks of the year. That speaks volumes. And it, it's still it's, – it, I think it's probably been better, but it still is a thing. And that's what these guys do. Like, yeah. for all the – we were just saying this during the break. Like for all the worry about Tyree Kill beating you over the top, how about Tyree Kill stopping short, catching a 13-yard hitch, slipping his guy, and going 
28 more, mm-hmm. you know? That that is what's terrifying. But that's not what's going to decide this. I turnover margin. I know, I mean that's basic, but Pat Mahomes loves to give you opportunities. He loves it. And it, it's worked out for him the vast majority of his career. He, he should have absolute confidence in himself. But, I mean, if, if they can get two or maybe even three, I mean, that's what's going to decide this game for me. Well, I, I mean, I, the way that Bucky was talking about it, too, whether the Cowboys play that, you know, uh, two safeties back like that. I haven't seen them do that much of that yeah. this year at all. Either way, though, the premise is going to be keep it keep them in front of you. Make him, you know, dump it off short. And if it's third and 12 and the guy catches a screen and gets eight, eight nine yards, I mean, yeah, he's going to get 10 or 11 yards of, of yak, but the punter's coming out. So, so if, you know what I mean? If you can keep him in front, I, sometimes that stat can be a little bit misleading if, if your goal is to keep everything in front and then go go up and make the tackle. That is – it's a really good point, though. Jaron Curse is – he good. has lived in the box this season. Like, they don't drop two safeties very often. And that has flummoxed Mahomes all season. Like, that's kind of been the book on Keeping him. Keeping two back. Yeah. yeah. And Gus Bradley's a cover three guy. He's got history in Seattle as well. And he just stubbornly ran cover three on Sunday night. And they murdered Destroyed him. Destroyed it. They murdered him. I should have let Rod call it. Yeah. I'm, he I, <laughs> he might have been, for all I know. It, it, it very much reminded me of a we do what we do yeah. game plan. And the nameless, Chiefs, faceless opponent. The Chiefs were like, oh, awesome. Thank you so much. So, I and we know Dan Quinn has, he, he hasn't been that way. He's, yeah. it's, it hasn't been boilerplate. But I do, so I wonder if, is it as easy as being like, well, we gotta, we need to bet. Maybe this is a scenario where uh, we see more of the other guys. Maybe we see more of Malik Hooker this week than we have yeah. because Hooker they and Casey both back there. They need yeah. a guy in coverage, and uh, I don't know the answer to that, but it's interesting to think about. I think, like we've talked about, one of the main problems that this Cowboys defense has is. Uh, allowing big plays. Bucky talked about that, big plays that Kansas City does. But then also, we've seen how the defense, they'll make a really good play, but then the one after that, and that goes back to your stat, I think. The one after that, the guy, will, the opponent will catch the ball and then run for however many yards. So it's like, it's never fully one way. It's always, okay, they stop them here, but then give up this much and then come back. And it's just like a whole back and forth that I think that this week it really might bite them. I'm <laughs> almost bit my lip, but bite them in the butt this yeah. week. And I think that that stat that you gave, it's going to be a bigger pro- problem than we think. Yeah. You know, Dave, I'll, I'll go back to what you're saying. I actually hope they take that strategy of give me more of Hooker and Casey back there at, 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 at safety and keep two of those guys back. But then let's, let's lose Curse as your as your nickel linebacker. And so really you're going to have three safeties on the field. This is not a team that scares me at all when it comes to running the ball. I feel a lot better about trying to do as much coverage as possible. So get more secondary guys on the field. Curse is a big guy, so he can play that nickel linebacker position. I think you do something like that, and you might create a lot more opportunity for yourself to keep more guys back who can cover and, and possibly get some turnovers. That's the fun thing about Curse is it's not as simple as like, well, he's a safety, so you got to take him off and put another safety. No, he plays linebacker. He's basically a dime nickel yeah. linebacker. Put, put him on Kelsey. 
He's what Keanu Neal kind of does as well, right? If Micah and Curse are the only two linebackers, quote unquote, that play in this game, that's fine with me. <laughs> Just get as much speed onto the field as possible. If they do not win the turnover battle, do you think that the Cowboys can still beat them? Can, sure. Will, well, yeah, but... If they don't win the turnover battle, I don't feel comfortable it, saying they'll win. I think the game. if if they if they uh if they lose the turnover battle, I think that they're gonna probably lose the game. But I mean it could be yeah. one one or zero zero or whatever. Or let's say zero. Nobody yeah. either team no, gets a turnover. Then, then I think the Cowboys will probably win the game. If I, it's I think fi- they're better. I will say this. If if it's like two Kansas City, one Dallas, I think Dallas could still win a game like that. It can't be like they got two more turnovers than Dallas. Like mm-hmm. I can't they can't be plus two over yeah. whatever Dallas I'll does. Go as far then I think they're they're in real trouble. I think if it's even, they probably lose. Uh, really? like, I just You don't think in an even turnover game where they literally end up in a shootout back and forth, you don't think Dallas can win that game? I didn't say they can't. You don't think they will. Yeah. I just you, when you go into hostile environments against teams like this, I know it's just one game. But they they seem like they're kind of rounding into form. Like they seem like they're playing a little bit better. The, what we talked about in the first segment about like kind of starting to hum in December. They know what that's all about. Like they know what putting it together ahead of the playoffs looks like. So I just you you probably need breaks to win games like this. And I'm not trying to talk down on the Cowboys. I think they're one of the four or five best teams in the NFL right now. But. Um, I, I still think you, you got to have things go your way to win games like this. Not saying they can't, though. They definitely can. Just I don't know that they would. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I just wonder what the weather's going to be like. I don't know why. I keep thinking it's going to be like really windy. And if, if you can just, if okay. Derek's like, I got this. Because oh, that's 100% accurate. <laughs> like, no doubt about that. Let's just see. Let's I, I, if, if it's problematic, if the wind's swirling and all that. See, I don't like that. I, I feel like Mahomes can probably figure it out better than than Dak will uh, throwing there. All but right, if it's just if it's just throwing the ball around, pitch and catch, I think I think the Chiefs are gonna have a hard time stopping them. Three p.m. Sunday in Kansas City, Missouri. It will be fifty-six degrees, twelve mile per hour winds, no precipitation, partly sunny. Sounds like a perfect day for football. Absolutely, Let's do it. Okay, and uh, and Wait, did you say the, the Missouri? Wind- that's where I'm, the stadium is. Oh, okay. City, Missouri, I yeah. thought it was what, pronounced think? something else. Oh, Missouri? Missouri? No, I don't. <laughs> no, Missouri. Missouri. I'm pretty sure Missouri is the way you say it, but maybe people think. I thought we that. were about to teach you that Kansas City is in Missouri, and I was like, surely you've covered the NFL. Oh, you know, I know there's that. a Kansas City, Kansas. <laughs> yeah, I do. Well, it's, I mean, it's on the border. And I, I do, yeah, I do know how you can drive up there as well. <laughs> Inside joke, but yeah, I get it. All right, uh, so yeah, I think I think the the weather will be as cooperative as you can expect it in November in Kansas City. Good, like there could be worse weather situations in this for sure. I don't feel like I just I I feel like I need to clarify this because I don't like the way I said it. Like I'm not trying to I'm not trying to. <laughs> any tweets yet? No, no, no. <laughs> That's what I do. I'm always trying. Nowhere to near as many people listen live as you think they do, but. Um, I see the numbers, but go ahead. I'm not trying to suggest that like the Cowboys need all these crazy breaks to win the game. Like I, th- this is an even matchup. The Cowboys are a very good team. I just tough to win on the road against really good teams. It just is. That's that's all I'm saying. All right, appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back tomorrow. We're going to talk about the Cowboys' uh, offense versus the Kansas City defense. That should be a favorable matchup for Dallas. But we'll get into it tomorrow. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Hellman, Amber Garcia, I am Derek Eagleton. This has been the break live on DallasCowboys.com radio. Oh.